you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special guest. His name is John Ainsworth. He's from datadrivenmarketing.co. He also has a podcast called The Art of Selling Online Courses. Welcome to the show, John. Oh, thanks very much, man. Great to be here. I'm stoked to chat with you today. You seem like a guy who's just as obsessed with courses and online marketing and entrepreneurship as I am. So I know we're going to have a great um, conversation today. First, real quick, what's your elevator pitch for what you offer over at datadrivenmarketing.co? We help online course creators who've already got courses and they've already got an audience and they've already got some kind of an email list to between about two and five times their revenue through email marketing and funnels. And we do it purely on a increase in profit basis. So we only get paid when people make more money. Wow, that's awesome. That's a very finely dialed, irresistible offer there. <laughs> Before we go more into that, uh, tell us about the niche. Like, how did you end up here in course land with this yeah. like focus? Because I mean, yeah, I mean, you can help a lot of different companies grow and market better and all that stuff. But why courses for you? Yeah, I used to work in fitness marketing. Okay. And so I'd worked in that for a number of years and I'd worked with hospitals and gyms and councils and health charities, all kinds of organizations. And at some point I read the book from Russell Brunson about funnels and I was like, oh, that's it. That's what I need to be doing. That's the system. That's what I need. So I started building these funnels for fitness marketing. And what happened after a while is I got really good at it and then started filling stuff up. So if you had um, a service for getting cancer patients active, I could fill it up. If you had a gym, I could fill it up. If you had a kickboxing club, I could fill it up. It's great. But what happens is when you fill up a gym, they no longer need the marketing consultant. <laughs> <laughs> so you're too good. You were too yeah. good. So I yeah. had two options. I was like, I can drag this out and just make it kind of last and what have you, which totally doesn't fit for me. Like not just ethics, but just the way that I like to work. I'm like, how can I do it better? How can I do it better? Just for the fun of it, you know? And so I was like, where else could I work that this that has more capacity? So I was like, what about e-commerce? What about SaaS? What about online courses? And I knew loads of people in those kind of spaces. So I started interviewing people who were, who were running SaaS businesses, who were running e-com businesses, this kind of thing. And I started working with a few of them and we started getting really good at the funnels for each of those. But the ones that then worked the best was the online courses. And by lucky coincidence, the people who I got on with the best was the online course creators as well. And it's a specific subsection of online course creators it's not the ones who really got in it for making a lot of money necessarily it's the ones who got into it because they loved their field they were an expert in dog training or woodwork or they were really good as a language teacher or whatever it was and they wanted the freedom of working online and they started making great content and great courses but they never learned the marketing and the funnels and the email and they know they should have that stuff right they know they should but it's not their bag and it's not their thing and so that's the group who i find tend to be really ethical, really good people, really good at what they're doing and really, really need our help. That's awesome. We were talking briefly in our pre-chat. I was, I was talking about how I didn't have a background in um, marketing and business and tech yet here I am, but 
you don't know this, I do have a background in anthropology and I kind of see myself as like the, an anthropologist within this niche that you're describing. Mm. So I study culture. I mean, and I have a keen eye for it. Um, one of the things I noticed on your website was I, I think you worked with Teal Swan. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we still do. Yeah. So Teal has always fascinated me, you know, just with my anthropology goggles on, just looking in the, this niche you know, huge YouTube channel, like very authentically her own style, mm -hmm. her content goes super deep. Um, clearly, I'm, I'm sure she's very successful, but clearly she's that expert you described that is like mm -hmm. really passionate about her niche and helping people. Tell us how you help someone like Teal Swan um, kind of do better in terms of okay. uh, marketing and, and scaling. So there's three, there's a, there's three main areas that Teal and everybody else misses. All these course creators tend not to have these three things in place. So one is how do you convert more of the people who buy something into, into buying more from you, into getting more of the premium content, getting more stuff. Second one is how do you get your email list to actually buy from you in a way that doesn't feel too salesy or aggressive or spammy or anything like that, but it's just like, how do you combine useful content with promotion so people buy from your email list? And the third one is how do you turn that audience, your YouTube channel or your social media or whatever, into people on the email list? So those are the three areas, right? And so Teal Swan had the same problem as everybody else. They had they'd built up the audience, they built the great courses, but they hadn't done those three steps. Do you want me to talk you through kind of how that all like what we Absolutely. did? I'm a framework guy, so I love it. We got our three, <laughs> we got our three lanes. Take us down uh, expansion, <laughs> revenue, email marketing, and audience to conversion. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the first <laughs> one to start with, the one we always start with, is how do you convert more of your sales into high, higher revenue sales? Is this, on, is this on the uh, first sale or on after they've been already been a customer to sell more later? Every single time. Okay. Every single time. So... When you, let's say you're doing an email promotion and you make an offer, how do you get those people to buy some more? If you've got a, a front end funnel that your traffic gets to from, you know, the first time they ever hear about you, how do you get those guys to buy more? Now, the order of, in which you do those is there's a subtlety to it, but it's basically the, the goal is to set up four of them. So there's two ways that you can do it and they're called order bumps and upsells. So you have, I'll explain to everybody the difference. You probably know all of this, but like explain to everybody what the difference between those two are. So an order bump is somebody is on the checkout page. They've decided they're probably going to buy. They are filling in their credit card details. There is a tick box on the checkout page. So before they've hit submit, before they've paid, where they can get something else that goes with that product. So let's say, for example, somebody's buying a ebook. The order bump could be an audiobook. If they're buying a course, it could be a workbook that goes with it. If they're buying a workbook, it could be the course that goes with it. It's, it's something else that goes alongside what they're already buying. And what most people don't realize is about 30 to 60% of people, if you offer them a, a good option there, will buy that. And it's, it adds like 10 to 20% to people's revenue. And it's the fastest thing that you could possibly do as a course creator to increase revenue. If you've already got sales, you add this in, your revenue goes up by 10 to 20%. And that is like, I've had people have that kind of an increase in like a day, like two days work. Like, honestly, this is when I'm trying to convince people that funnels is the thing to do. I'm always like, start with this. Like, do not pass go. Do not like nothing else, right? <laughs> until you have done your order bumps. I had a guy um, runs a really successful 
training about uh, building up uh, your online business, but, but building up a site online where you're going to be an expert in an area. And he asked me like, what's the, I went on his podcast and he asked me like, what's the, what's the perfect launch look like? And so I was like, all right, cool. So I explained it to him and took like five or 10 minutes. I said, but don't do it. He's like, what? I said, don't do that because you haven't got an order bump yet. And he's like, yeah, but come on. I want the advanced stuff. I'm like, but you haven't got an order bump. Why would you do the advanced stuff when you don't have an order bump? So he's like, all right, fine. So he set one up. He made another, an extra $100,000 a year. <laughs> I was just like, do you see? Do you see what I mean here? This is the good stuff. What are, so some, other, what are some other order bump ideas besides a workbook for a course creator? Yeah. So if you've got a course, let's look at the crucial thing here, right? Is do not create anything new to start with, right? You have to implement before you optimize. Don't try and make the perfect one. So what you do is you make a list of all of the products that you've got and you put them in order. What's from the most popular, the most sales to the least popular. So let's say you've got a beginner's course in dog training that is your most popular course. Right now make a list of everything else that you've got that could potentially go with it. And just look at it. Well, could that fit? Could that fit? Could that fit? You're looking for something that's about a third of the price of the main product. It doesn't have to be. It could be half the price. could be the same price. But as a rule of thumb, about a third is a really good level. And so then what you're looking for is what is there in there that could be a good fit? And that's more important than, than trying to have like the ideal, the ideal thing. Because if you have something and it converts at 20% and be set up today, that's way better than in two months, maybe setting up the perfect one. So that's kind of the starting thing. But I will actually answer your question properly in terms of like, okay, what actually should it be? So we've got a client where they had a training about how to set up your marketing agency and like how to, I think it was how to market your marketing agency. And the order bump was interview with 10 different marketing agency owners about the biggest mistake that they made with marketing their marketing agency. We've got a client in the home recording studio space and what he doesn't have anything else apart from courses. So his order bumps are other courses. So if you're buying the beginner one, he'll sell you the intermediate one. If, he's, if you're buying the one about, um, let me think what it was. I think it's about how to actually re record something. And then the second one is about like, how do you then um, make a master out? I don't know anything about recording music, but like <laughs> it was something kind of like that, right? So it's like another course that was kind of connected. So there the price tended to be about the same of the main thing and the order bump. But it's, it's the fundamental idea is anything that goes with what you're already selling. That's cool. Awesome. Well, what, what comes after the order bump for expansion revenue? So the next one is upsells. So okay. an upsell is technically very different to an order bump, but the concept is the same. The upsell is on the confirmation page. Someone's gone to the checkout page. They've filled in the details. Maybe they ordered the order bump. Maybe they didn't. They've hit submit. The order's gone through. That doesn't change whatever happens after this. The next page is the confirmation page and you put an upsell there. And so this is whatever is next logically after what they've just bought. So if they've bought the beginner course, this is the intermediate. If you're selling a membership and they've bought one month, this would be three months worth. If you were doing this in e-commerce and they'd bought one t-shirt, you'd offer three t-shirts or one bottle of supplements, you offer three. It's the next kind of thing that comes afterwards. Um, and the way this works is it's called a one-click upsell or a one-time offer. And so there's a, pay, a, a button on the page, someone can click and it will just, they don't have to fill in their credit card details again. It will just add it onto what they've already bought. And if they close the page and they don't buy it, doesn't matter, your original order goes through. 
And so that's con conceptually the difference. Now, the way that this is technically different in terms of what you need to set up is you've got a whole sales page for it. You've got the full, you know, headline, subheadline, call to action. You've got calling out your audience. You've got bonuses, guarantees, all this kind of stuff. The order bump is two lines of text on the order page. Very, very, very short. So this takes a bit more work. But about 10 to 20% of people will buy the upsell if you set this page up correctly and you have the right offer at the right kind of price. In terms of pricing, it should be about the same kind of price as what they've already bought. It could be twice as much. It could be three quarters as much, but somewhere around the same kind of price. That's awesome. All right. Email marketing. What, what do we got to do here? All right. Cool. <laughs> so there's a few things with email marketing, but the biggest one is that most people just don't send out enough promotions and they don't write them very well. So most people who are selling courses will send out a promotion two to three times a year. They'll do Black Friday, maybe New Year, maybe their birthday, something like that. And when you look at the revenue for the year, there's always, always, always a spike with those promotions. They work and they make money. But everybody then feels uncomfortable about it because they don't want to send these out all the time and annoy people and spam people and everyone subscribes. And the reason people think that is because they're currently writing bad promotions. And their current promotions are things like, it's on discount this week, get it quickly. It's like, well, if I got that all the time, I would unsubscribe as well. It's like you have to have some value in there at the same time. So ideally, people should be doing two email promotions a month. And I start people on one, but then we build up to doing two. And you can do two promotions a month for years, and it does not lead to a big increase in unsubscribe rate as long as you have good content in the emails. And so what we're looking for is we use a framework called um, Gain Logic Fear, Going, Going, Gone. As the six emails, you send that over the course of a week, and then you send out just useful content for a week, and then you send out another one of these promotions. And so let's say you're selling a course on language learning right? And you're teaching people about English grammar. So the gain logic fear is going to be about the gain is how is their life going to be better if they solve this problem? You're not selling the course, you're selling solving the problem. So you're talking about what should they do in their life in order to solve this, how their life will be better in a week, a month, three months, six months, helping people to visualize a better future for themselves. Quick question, just to clarify, yeah. are these, these are six separate emails or parts yes. of one email? Yeah, six separate emails, Monday, okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then another one on Friday. Cool. All right. I love that. I love the framework. Gain, gain logic, fear, going, going, gone. <laughs> Gotta so, love a framework. It's so good. All right, <laughs> it's well, easy to understand. What happens yeah. in the logic email? Okay. So the logic one is for people who think things through in terms of statistics and details and understanding like how something works more practically. So it's not visualizing the future. It's thinking, what is it logically that's going to be helpful about solving this problem? How is it going to fit? How is it going to work? What's the steps you need to work through? And then the fear one, fear makes it sound like a little bit exaggerated, but it's, it's, it's about what will happen if they don't solve the problem. Opportunity and therefore, cost. why is this important? What's that? Opportunity cost. Like, yeah. what, if, what if you don't take action on this? Yeah. And it's trying to convince people you really should sort this thing out, you know, and it's not making them feel bad if they don't. It's just saying this is important for your life. And I know because I'm somebody who's helped 2000 people to solve this problem before. And maybe you don't believe that you can solve this problem and you can't get there. But I know that you can. And I know when you do, it's going to be better. And you're, this is how your life is going to look. And then logically, these are the steps you need to take. And then if you don't do it, this is some of the stuff that you're going to be frustrated with. And I want to solve, save you that frustration. So, so let's in, sort this thing out. So in the gain logic fear stages, 
have we even mentioned or linked to our offer or not at all? Yeah, so we do, but more subtly. So it's at the bottom saying, okay. and by the way, if you want our course to help with this, it's on promotion 30% off this week. And there's always a discount on it to kind of give people some urgency on it. So the call to action is persistent throughout these emails, but more subtle in the beginning. I gotcha. Yeah. All right, going, going, gone. Thursday, Friday, Friday, what's happening? Yeah, so these ones are more what people would think of a standard promotion, but we still want to make sure the emails are useful even if people don't buy. Because 995 to 99.7 of people aren't going to buy in every single one of these promotions we do. So we want to make sure those people like the emails, stay on the list because they might buy in the future. And we want to make sure to help the people who are going to buy to be able to take that step. So what we're doing in here is things like case studies, testimonials, frequently asked questions, storytelling about like actually the benefits somebody got from going through and buying this and how it changed their life, trying to bring it to life, answer any of their questions and show why they should do it. We can have features and benefits emails in here, that kind of thing. I've only got three emails, so you're not going to do all of those things I mentioned, but some of those in each, each series you do. And then the last one, so that's two emails are like that. Let's say one is a case study and one is frequently asked questions. Then the very last email is about two or three lines. And it just says, don't forget this course's discount is going to finish in three hours. Last chance to get it at that discounted price now. Link through to the sales page. Very, very straightforward. And then the cart closes and then the price goes back up. Love that. Let's zoom out and just look at the whole month. If we're doing two of these a month, mm-hmm. what's happening on the other two weeks? Nothing or in terms of emails or what? Yeah. What- so ideally you want useful content about the topic that you're going to be selling a course about. So let's say your course is going to be on you know, dog training for older dogs. Well, then you send out maybe three YouTube videos, links to your three best articles on dog training for older dogs. That's getting the audience who are interested in that topic being like, oh, this is cool, useful, free stuff. This person obviously knows their stuff. They're thinking about that topic more. And then you send out the promotion around that. That's the ideal, like link the content and the promotion together. So pure content, kind of the the week before the promotion week. Yeah. Wow, that's solid. And the cool thing about course creators is they don't really have a problem creating content or getting on camera or doing whatever they need to do. They just need to know what to make. Hmm. Um, tell us about the last lane, the, uh, the audience to conversion or what, what did you call it? Yeah. How do you actually grow the email list from your, from your audience, converting your audience to the email list? Yeah. So most people don't realize that because they're not doing these email promotions very often, that the (laughs) money is in the list, right? Right. So that's, but it's true. You're much, much, much more likely to make a sale to somebody from email than from social media. So what you want to do is get them from social media or website visitor or YouTube or whatever, onto your email list. Now, the way to do this is relatively straightforward, but there's just a number of steps that people miss in here. What you're trying to do is give people something valuable, useful, and free that gets them to want to sign up to your newsletter. It's called a lead magnet normally. Most people have heard of that. Some people call it a freebie. And the idea is that if they sign up, they're going to get this free useful resource. So what kind of resource might it be? It's something that's going to get them a result as quickly as possible with as little effort from them as possible. So an ebook is fine, but a template or a swipe file or some other kind of useful resource is better. Something they can use like to actually implement on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Without having to think, 
without having to do anything. They want the, like 15 minutes, they want the result kind of thing. They don't know you very well yet. They want to, you to prove that you can help them. Like even just talking to you, I'm like, man, I wish I had that template for gain logic fear going, going, gone. Like a, like a, <laughs> like a swipe file of like, I'd like to see that in action so, so I could model it or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. what you're talking about. Something that, a, a template of sorts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That kind of thing is perfect. So it could be you're teaching people about some financial model. Maybe there's a template that they can, a spreadsheet template they can download. They plug their numbers in, it gives them the answer. The best converting one we've ever had was a client called Paintable, and it's paintable.cc. And what they do is they teach people digital painting techniques. And if you go to their site, you can sign up for their newsletter and you get, I think it's something like 12 free brushes that you might use in Adobe Photoshop or whatever it is where you do this kind of thing, right? And so it's no work. Right. What do you do? You download them, you upload them into Adobe. Now you've got them. And next time you're going to do your painting, you've got all these different kinds of brushes. That's brilliant. You know, so super, super useful. So that kind of thing is the perfect kind of lead magnet. But if you don't, if you've not got something quite like that, just go through everything you've got, list it all out and go, what could we give away for free that people would love and would be quick and useful and, and would support them in what they're doing? That's awesome. I love this. This all sounds like, doable and not overwhelming mm-hmm. like how yeah how long does it take to like implement these three strategies and you're like i know people are different and situations are different but like to really upgrade somebody's marketing how long does that take yeah so the first go through if people are doing a decent amount of work on this is about three months and the way that you do it and i've said this before and i, I hammer this home is you've got to implement before you optimize so you put in place an order bump for everything you're selling and upsell for everything you're selling. There's like other steps I've missed out, but there's like, you know, those are kind of the main ones there. And then you start sending some email promotions. Maybe you do it once a month to start with, and it's not very good, and you haven't written it as well as you'd like, and you're not delighted with it, but you're sending them. And then you start getting more people onto your email list, and you set up the lead magnet, and you put the lead magnet in more places on your website, and you put it on your social media, and you put it in your YouTube videos, and all of that takes time to make a process. So after you've done all of that, now you've probably doubled your revenue. Like that's the normal that we're seeing after a few months. Then you go back to the start and you go, okay, how are my order bumps converting? Which of them are doing well? Which of them are not doing well? The benchmark is 30 to 60%. This one's only converting at 10%. Let's try something else as a product in there. Let's rewrite the text on that. You do the same thing for the upsells. You do the same thing for the email and you go back through it again. So with Teal Swan, we've been working with them for year and a bit and we've gone all the way through we've gone all the way back through we've implemented the whole thing multiple times and i don't i don't think i'm allowed to say how much more money they're making but it's it's a lot more you know every time it goes up and it goes up and it goes up so that's the kind of um way that it's best to think about it and like i said at the beginning what we do is we work with people who've already got that audience on like a you know we only make money when they make more money but it's worth it for us to keep working with them long-term because we can keep helping to increase that. And then there's other stuff that you start to put in. There's a thing called a tripwire funnel and then there's stuff you can do with ads and it gets more complex, but like you need at least three months and then at least another three months to optimize probably like, you know, it's, it's just, you do it forever to an extent, you know, and it keeps making more money. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, that is. Cool. <laughs> it's fun. You know, if I, I want, I kind of want to help people who get like overwhelmed with marketing yeah. and all those strategies and tactics. 
it sounds to me like you're starting at the conversion point and working backwards up the yeah. funnel. Is that mm -hmm. so like if somebody gets really excited about lead magnet, you'd be like, stop, slow down. Yeah. You need to focus on the order bumps and the order upsells bumps. first. Yeah. And out of those specifically, it's order bumps first. Because what happens is if you try and do increasing your email list size, well, you're not making any more money from that because you're not sending any promotions to your email list. So it's going to take, and it takes a long while to build your email list. Even if you four times the number of leads you get per month, if you've got 10,000 email subscribers at the moment and you're getting 300 a month, well, now you're getting an extra 1,200 a month, but it's going to take another 10-ish months to get that up another 10,000 with people unsubscribing and you weren't making money from the email promotion. So you get frustrated and you stop. But if you're already making, let's say, I don't know, $4,000 a month, right? And you do order bumps on top and now you're making an extra $400 to $800 a month with no extra work, you're like, cool, <laughs> cool, man, that's sweet. And that took like, let's say you set it up for all of your products, version one in three days. Like I did three days and now I make an extra $500, $600 a month. This John guy knows what he's talking about. Cool. Now let me go do step two and do the upsells. And then as you work your way through, it's like each one takes a little bit longer out of those, the order I put them in. But, but the, so you do the short one, the quick ones that get you a quick result, and then you move on to the next one, the next one, the next one. Is there any thing you've noticed just with working with so many course creators around pricing. I see a lot of people get lost mm -hmm. in pricing and I know it depends on what the market is and what the product is and what the offer is, but any just general pricing advice to help people, you know, have less friction when for their, their customer. Yeah. So nearly all course creators who fit into the profile I've been describing are, are pricing their courses too low. And the reason that you can tell the way that you can tell is if you are making sales, most of your sales directly through the website. If traffic goes to your website and then they just buy, then your price is too low. It's very, very straightforward. It's like a hard and fast rule. That one's really, really easy. So what you do is after you've started, you've done your order bumps, your upsells, you started sending email promotions and you're making sales to your email list and then you're building your email list, then one of the things you do is you increase the prices. And you say in one of your email promotions, let's say you're because you sell each course one at a time you never do a bulk sale of all of them you say right we're putting up the price of this course and it's going to go up and it's never going to go back down again this is the lowest price it's ever going to be at the current thing and we're going to put the price up for it that is the biggest sale that you're ever going to have of that course and then you do that again as you go through each of the courses you put the price up for each of them and then you will see that there are less sales directly on your website. But if you're still getting quite a few sales directly, it's still too low. So then you go back through and you can put it up a little bit more. People will pay more when it's through an email promotion than they will when it's direct on your website. There's more context. They trust you more. You've had more content that's gone out about that topic. So pretty much all course creators, that's their, that's their main problem with pricing. I know there's a couple of different ways to do it in terms of like you're mentioning a la carte course sales versus like bundles, like in mm -hmm. a membership or whatever. Do you, if you had your way, would you like steer somebody one way or the other to in terms of uh, a la carte memberships or both? Yeah. So it's, if you, if you really want to do a membership, then it's both, but don't do a membership unless you're really sure about what the membership is for. Like, why is it that someone would buy a membership? Now, 
most people who do a membership, they do it because it feels easier to them. Well, why not just charge someone a monthly fee? Yeah. yeah, recurring revenue. I'd like that. Wouldn't that be great for me? It's like, right, but why is it better for the customer? So people want that people don't trust you yet. So they're not going to buy a membership a lot of the time. If you sell individual courses, it's much easier for them. If you're in the hobby niche, it's normally between 79 and maybe 199, you know, your relationships or languages, that kind of thing. If you're in B2B, then we might be talking more expensive courses. And people are happy to, to pay that. They, a lot of the time, don't want to sign up for a long-term membership. The membership sits behind that. People have bought courses for, from you, and then you have a good reason why they would be in your membership. Maybe there's Q&A calls with you every so often. Maybe you've got a forum that goes with it. Maybe there's some other benefit. There's some reason that fits, that makes more sense to be a long-term thing rather than just a, a one-off sale. And then you have that sit behind the individual sales. That's cool. Uh, let me ask you a product question based on your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Teal's always fascinated me. I'm looking at her site. She has like these meditations, books, quotes, gift cards, mm-hmm. uh, other types of cards. She has events, workshops, uh, other kinds of training. Then she's got her online courses. There's so many different things in the product mix. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's your advice to course creators? And, and, and I know some people are like, I'm primarily online courses and programs. And some people mm-hmm. are like, I'm primarily physical products and I'm just getting into courses. But what makes a healthy product mix or how should somebody think about that? Yeah. So Teal's actually got too many. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> don't model that. That's just something that's happened kind of organically over time. Um. So I would say that the, I mean, I, I could be biased, but I, I don't, I think this is fair. The huge benefit of courses over physical products is the margin from a business point of view, right? Now, if you're not someone who's been making courses and you're selling physical products and you're doing really well with it, great. Keep it up. Awesome. But the margin on each course you sell is hundred percent. And the margin you make on each physical product is like, I don't know, let's, let's say 60%, something like that. Depends what you're selling, right? And so that gives you a lot more room to play with. So I think as a business overall, they tend to be a, a, a better model for most people to be in. But like I said, if you're already good at e-commerce, you're already good at selling physical things and then, then crack on. I don't know about a mix. I think if you're selling courses, I would not suggest to start selling physical things as well. Like if you look at, I've just been studying my old, I've been chatting with my old marketing professor. So I've been getting back into some, some uh, stuff, right? There's something called Ansoft's matrix and it's about market expansion versus product expansion. And the general rule of thumb is the least risky thing to do is market penetration. So sell more of what you've currently got to the current market. That's probably easy. And don't stop really until you're swamped. And most course creators want to make more things rather than sell more of what they've got. And it's like for the amount of return you get, that's the worst one to do. So making new courses, if you've already got a bunch or making physical products when you've already got courses, it's like it's almost certainly a waste of time. Like really in terms of actually making more money. So my, my advice is, sell more of what you've got as a general rule. That's awesome. Um, I was on your website and I was clicking on free training and you have a, a pimp your funnel training. Hmm. And yeah. you, <laughs> you mentioned in the copy that um, 
one of the things you teach is you show some success examples, but you also show three failure examples. Tell us some of this failure, like where, where do people try and fail besides just not doing the marketing per se, but some of the things we talked about, but where does the, what are the most common failures you see out there that we can learn from today? I'm trying to remember what I've got in the training is the three failures. <laughs> and I also realized as you're asking that, I was like, I should have shared more successes in the, in the podcast today. I just kind of talk about the concepts and not always about the successes, but let's think failures that people have with this. Okay. So one of the biggest ones, and I, I have kind of mentioned this before, but I see it all the time is people trying to do the perfect version to start with. And what, what was your quote there? You said implementation, then optimize. Is that what yeah, you said? Implement, then optimize. Like you yeah. cannot go to the really good version straight away. You can't do it. It's just not how it works. It's not how and the that world course works. creators have that. They have the perfectionism and the imposter syndrome and it compounds and then nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Listen, I go through it as well. Like I get it. I understand it, but it's like, that's why we have a coaching program. A lot. So the vast majority of our coaching program is not teaching people what to do because we've got a course as part of that that teaches people what to do. It's encouraging people not to do the all the other ideas that they've come up with about, you know, like, no, don't do these seven other things. Don't put four products on your sales page. Follow the system and like helping them to work through the emotions and like to stick with it. Um, so that's definitely one I've seen people do is, is, is spend a month on making the perfect order bump instead of getting the, the perf instead of getting something they've already got up. Like that's a really, really common one. Um, what else we had that's go right? A, a giant one is trying to do more complicated tactics. And we used to do this, right? We used to do these automated webinar funnels and all kinds of clever stuff without having had the basics in place first. Like this, this is the stuff that I'm encouraging everyone to do is the real fundamental basics, but people underestimate how long it takes to get the basics in place and want to jump ahead and go and do too many things. And so doing a clever video sales letter or doing an automated webinar funnel when you don't have an order bump, is just madness. And I see that quite often. Other mistakes with it. Starting ads before you've done any of these things. Yeah. What I see point, that all the time. At what point do you recommend ads? It's like, more of a scaling strategy after you got all that other stuff figured out. Exactly. So once yeah. you've got, you're converting your existing traffic into your email list, you're converting your email list into sales, you're converting your sales into higher revenue sales, you've got good sales pages, good checkout pages, all of that stuff. Then what you do is you build a front end funnel and we recommend something called a tripwire funnel. I, I won't go into the details because it would just be, it's too much detail for everybody, but it's like the basic idea is you take one of those things we've talked about with a cheap product, an upsell, an order bump, good sales page, good checkout page, and you put it behind your lead magnet. So someone signs up for your lead magnet and then they see an offer. And then if they buy that, they see a more expensive offer, this kind of thing. Quick question. You get, Quick yeah. question for a tripwire for a course creator. Mm -hmm. what is, what's most common? Is it like a mini course or like a, what, to make it low cost? Like what do you yeah. recommend? Yeah, a, a, like a huge discount on one of your cheaper courses um, or so take Teal Swan, for example. Yeah. The lead magnet is five free meditations. Mm -hmm. Which, we, which by the way, goes back to what you said. That's something I can just implement right away. It's not exactly. like something I have to read and work at. I just plug it in and go, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so really, really simple. The Tripwire product is 27 meditations. So you bought some meditations. Well, let's get you some more of those. Yeah. The upsell is I believe the self-love course, which doesn't fit 100% exactly, but it's her best-selling course. 
And so it's it makes sense because it's the one that is the best thing that fits in there. I forget what the order bump is. Um, we could go look it up, but so that's the basic kind of idea is like you have that kind of a funnel that sits behind the lead magnet. You see if you can get it to be converting well, you keep optimizing, optimizing it. Once it's converting at least 3% of the people who get the lead magnet, then buy that tripwire product. Then you can test out running ads to the lead magnet, but not before that point and not until everything else is in place. Just so that's to, then the stage where gone. you went fast there, but I just want to, I say, know, sorry. Well, no, no, it's good. I just want to make sure that people ca captured it, that the ad was to the lead magnet, not to the course, mm -hmm. like the paid course or whatever. So you're, yeah. the, when you're doing ads, it makes a lot more sense to advertise free stuff and content than it's, in most cases, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because the actual technical states steps are that you do ads to the lead magnet and that way you're definitely getting leads and you're getting new people on your email list and you're testing that out. And then you see, does the, that cold traffic convert to buying that tripwire product? Then once you've run that for a while and you know that that does work, then you can test ads straight into the tripwire product because mm. sometimes that converts better overall in terms of the amount of money you make from it. And you run that test as well. But like we're talking here, like, this is like a year and a half into the whole process before you get to this. Like this is, this is way past when anybody it's like start with order bumps, you know? That's cool. That's cool. Um, is there another success story like that you could share that mm, you're really proud sure. of? Yeah, they've got loads. So uh, let me find, let me find one. I've got some notes here. So we had somebody, he was selling a course about Google shopping ads, okay. a guy called Dennis. And he had been running it for quite a while. He built up an audience and his best month ever was $7,000. And he was still doing consultancy and the course sales was like, you know, his side thing. And he, he'd done that one time and normally it was like 3,000-ish. In month three of us working with him, he hit $17,000. Wow. And then he just stuck at that level. So he's now making like 20,000 a month, like pretty much, pretty much every month. That's amazing. Um, Give us another one. And then I got another question for you. Okay. <laughs> We've got a client in the language learning space and she was averaging a few thousand a month. She had a big YouTube audience and yeah. she's now just hit that magic 83, 84,000 a month, which means she's on track for a million a year. Oh my God. And it's like, yeah. And she, she was at 7,000 a month. So uh, about three, about three, oh, three like yeah. 20, 25 X. Okay. What was the big unlock there? I mean, it was she the whole had system. built the email list. She yeah. already was converting people onto the email list. So the, she had a big email list to start with, which is great, but she wasn't doing email promotions. Uh, so it's, it's all of these things compound, right? They all add on top of each other, but that was the big one for her was just, she wasn't doing email promotions yet. And for you, um, I often think about this in terms of course creators, you mentioned it in the beginning, like your perfect ideal client. Um, uh, some people, some course creators get really focused on themselves and like, I need to make, make money and I'm trying to build this online business and get freedom for my life and all this stuff, which is not bad, but you got to serve and you got to help people. And what amazes me about you is that uh, even your business model is like, I don't get paid unless you get paid. Right. Am I mm. understanding that right? Can you yeah, tell yeah, us a exactly. story of getting to that? Cause that's like, so aligned as an offer that it just seems easier to sell. Like, I, I just want to learn from you and for the audience, like how do we put a skin in the game like that, where we're, where we get the upside, but we also get the downside. If it doesn't work, we're tied to the results. How did that happen for you? So the way it happened was that we are obsessed with results and lots of people say, Oh yeah, we're all about results. I'm like, 
I, and I talked to them. I'm like, no, no, I don't buy it. I think that you'd be all right if it just does okay. And I'm like, we are obsessed with things working really, really well. And the problem we had with that was if we have somebody who we put extra effort in for and we make them more money, we don't get anything more back from it. So it doesn't fit. It doesn't align. And also our clients never believe that they're going to make as much more money as we tell them they will. They never believe us. And I get it because it's like, it would be so wonderful if it happened, but come on, it can't really, because everybody says that you can make more money and whatever else. Right. So I'm like, if they, if they don't believe us and that's why they're not signing up, we have to show them that we believe it more than they do. So let's, let's line it up. Let's make it so that if they make more money, we make more money. And if they make less, if they don't succeed, then, then we don't get paid. Like basically we would never take a client on if we weren't sure that they could do this and could make money with it. So I'm like, well, then if we're already doing that, why don't we, why don't we go the next step and actually set it up so that we'll, we'll, um, you know, make, make it aligned more, but still, I thought it's like a year ago and I still hadn't done it. And then I got two friends who run YouTube ad agencies and they do the same model, right? They only get paid as a percentage of the, res- the results that they bring in. And they were just telling me how they'd done it because they felt like it was the right thing to do and it made them more money and it made it easier for people to sign up. And I was like, oh, I should be doing this. It's like, it's such a win-win for everybody. It makes people more comfortable. It makes them more money. It makes us more money. It just makes the whole thing fit. So it took a lot of like building up to it to be able to do it because it feels nerve wracking, right? Like, okay, well, what if we have a client and they don't do their part of the work or we have somebody who, you know, we, we make them loads more money and then they decide not to pay us. And I was like, okay, suck it up. Just sit with it. Be all right with the fear. It's okay. Just do it. It's the right thing to do. That's cool. Um, in terms of working with you and like who does what, I noticed on your site, it's mm-hmm. um, you have done with you. So like, what yeah. does the course creator do? What do you do? How do you work together to achieve the outcome? Yeah. So what we do is we provide them with all the insights and the understanding of what it is that needs setting up. And then we support them to do it. Now, there's a couple of reasons for this. Why don't we just do it as a done for you? Um, most course creators, well, pretty much all course creators are an expert in their field. So they can write about that field. They can write about that topic. We can't. Like, I can't be an expert in Warhammer 40,000, meditation, <laughs> language learning, and dog training. It's like, it's impossible, right? Like, it took them years to gain that. But what we know is, how do you structure it? What's the framework? What do you say? How does it fit? And then... What we do, therefore, is we support them as much as they need with all of those different steps for anybody who kind of qualifies to work with us, because we obviously don't take everybody on um, who wants to work with us. We only take on the ones who we think they're going to implement. They have good courses. They've got enough traffic. There's there's the potential there for it, that kind of thing. So what we do is we have a course that teaches them all of the steps. We have templates. We have swipe files. We have group coaching calls. We have individual coaching calls. We have a Slack group where we answer questions. We have an automation expert, a copy chief, a strategy person who like work through with people on every single bit that they need help with. And we find that's the model that works best in terms of getting the results and being efficient for them. And it just, yeah, it all kind of fitting together. So if somebody's like super excited right now and they're really want to explore working with you, what should they do? Where should they go? So the first step for everybody is to get their course profit report. So most people can increase their average revenue by about 20% in inside of a week. And so we want to, and it'll be probably for most people, it's going to be order bump. 
right? I'm going to get spoiled. I'm going to give you a spoiler on this one. Um, <laughs> but what we'll do is we'll make a plan for you totally for free. We'll do this for every single one of your listeners who wants it. So people can go to courseprofitreport.com and there's a form there. People fill in a few quick questions and my team will then make a personalized plan for their business. They'll figure out how much extra revenue they could make, what steps to work on, what step to work on first. They'll send through training on how to do it for free. Um, there's lots of variables in this, so it can't be automated. So it normally takes them two or three days to go through and, and set this up. Um, with some people, if they look like they have loads of potential, they'll also get a Loom video with this that's like breaking down their current funnel and where the steps in it are wrong and this kind of thing. And um, yeah, so that's the first thing. And then if somebody qualifies to work with us from that, then they'll get invited to come on a call with someone from my team who can just double check they're going to be a good fit. That's awesome. And if somebody's wanting to go deep into your podcast universe, the art of selling online courses, tell us about the show, what types of content are on there and, and what really your mission and vision for your, your podcast is. So we've got three different topics that we cover on there. One is we talk to successful online course creators who've done this in some way or another. How are they managed to be successful? Loads of case studies. Generally, that's people who are doing at least 500,000 a year. Some of them are doing millions, multi-millions, that kind of thing. Second one we have is I interview the guys on my team because it used to be that I was the one who was doing all this work, right? And then I hired really smart people and I trained them up or I, I hired people who've got experience and stuff already. And then they've got way better than me, right? So I, hire, I interview Josip and Monica, who Josip's our head of delivery. He does all the strategy and Monica's our copy chief. And so I interview them about well, what is it that you're doing right now? Exactly how did you do the email promotion last month? What order bump worked really well? This kind of thing. So getting into real detail. And then the third one is people who are focusing around driving traffic because we don't do traffic. So I'm like, okay, well, let me go and interview the people who drive traffic, people who are doing summits and YouTube ads and organic YouTube and all that kind of thing and finding out what is it that's working. And um, so we have those three different themes on there. That is awesome. That is John Ainsworth from datadrivenmarketing.co. Head on over to courseprofitreport.com. Any final words for the people, John, or any, any way else they can connect with you? Um, can connect with me. Just drop me an email if you want to. John, J-O-H-N at datadrivenmarketing.co. Um, if people have got like a specific question about any of this, that's cool. And in terms of fi <laughs> final words, I'm just going to say it again, please set up an order bump, please. You'll, if you do it, right? I had someone message me the other day and he's like, I listened to your podcast. I went and I set up the order bump and now I'm making $5,000 more a month. Like, thank you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, John. I appreciate you coming on the, the show, sharing your wisdom and enthusiasm with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Glad to be here. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.